0: You're listening to the Fueled by the Outdoors podcast. If you like what you hear, please be sure to subscribe, tell us what you think in the comment section, and leave us a review.
2: I just hammered a good one.
1: <laughs> Dropped oh the Asher!
2: Never oh <laughs> seen that deer before.
1: It's a tough pill to swallow after having that deer at 18 yards.
0: Welcome to Fueled by the Outdoors. We're your hosts, Rick Cates and Chris Leppert. What's
1: going on, guys?
0: And we are joined by our uh, third leg kickstand, uh, essentially third host, Josh Luck this week.
1: He's a bleeding tripod.
2: That's right. <laughs> I just won't go away.
0: Nope, you're like uh, you're like the hemorrhoid that nobody. Like wants. an
1: STD. <laughs> I have to remind you about the conversation I had.
2: Earlier <laughs> <He's so laughs> about STDs, oh, you right. might have seen
1: it. Me and Aaron were. Oh <laughs> we yeah.
2: And chat. <laughs> it's like, like Braille.
1: The <laughs> foremost authority on bumps or whatever. I don't. I forget what the hell we said. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah. Go ahead, Rick.
0: This is the last show. Well, when this airs, uh, it will actually be January second. So this is officially the first show of. The new year, so happy New Year to all our listeners! But this yeah. is recording this. This is officially the last show of the year. So much like last year, when we came to you on January, it might have came out January first last year, January first or third, one of the two. um We kind of went over our year in review and goals for next year. So we figured we would go ahead and do that again this year. <laughs> As it's kind of an important thing to recap your year, look back on successes, look back at uh, misses and mishaps, and setting new goals for yourself for the following year. And I don't mean like resolutions like uh, you're gonna lose fifty pounds or some something dumb like that. I mean <laughs> in the sense of setting a realistic and reasonable goal for yourself and for anyone else that you're involved with. So, Um, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it to, uh, the maestro on here, Chris, why don't you start us off with some successes that you had this year and that you feel are important to recognize?
1: Well, I I don't know that anything that I've done should be recognized, but, um, I would have to say, I mean, things that I'm proud of that. I mean, I guess that I personally accomplished would be um, being able to fill all my tags uh, in the spring for turkey season was like the highlight for me, honestly. Um, Learning a new way to scout and deer hunt was really cool. Getting to go on uh, my first trip with Josh was really freaking cool. Um, And of course having you know we we we're, we're going to be talking about this so much but having what i'd call us a, a successful mobile hunters expo i mean that takes the cake for me all the teamwork all the all the freaking sweat that we all put into that and thought and everything just you know, did did we have like trillions of people and everything? No, it's it's we're building. But damn it, if that wasn't one of the coolest times of my life. Um, so yeah, I I would say you know to to kind of keep it short. Those those things are are pretty cool to me, I guess.
0: Okay, I, w- I would I would agree with that. I think uh, I think you could give yourself a little bit more credit. I think that most of the things that you did this year were pretty pretty good pretty pretty awesome and, and uh, you. you're welcome and 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 any member of uh, the team or anyone out there i think would be uh who's in the hunting community would be proud to uh, you know have have the year that you kind of put together on, on top of um everything that's kind of been going on uh, I,
1: I did also um, want to highlight this this was part of what i said but me and you getting to share some turkey hunts and <laughs> more specifically when we we got that double bearded bird on the ground from like a football field with a 20 gauge. Um, being able to celebrate and, and all that. I mean, that was cool, you know, the, the um, you know, going to lunches with you guys and getting to sip bourbon after successful kills. Um, I mean, I could literally talk all night about things that I would consider a success, but I won't fair
0: enough fair enough we'll, we'll revisit some of these cuz i think that some of uh mine and josh's probably overlap with your stuff oh jo- yeah uh what I mean what what were what were some of the things that you can can kind of run through that you you feel were successes for you in in, ter- in terms of the year uh hunting and
2: otherwise so i was actually reflecting on this the other day I'm trying to remember when it was. It might've been when I was in the stand freezing my hind end off when it was negative 25. So I'm like, what in the world am I doing here? (laughs) Uh, But looking back on this year for hunting, I I would, I mean, it's, it was probably one of my, probably the best year I've had of hunting. Um, It doesn't feel like I got a lot on the ground, but looking back, like I killed, I killed my first long beard this year. Right, I got to share a lot yep. of time in the turkey woods with you, Chris, and you, Rick, and Pierce. It's yeah. the first time I got to hunt with Pierce. i um, special. I've been wanting to hunt with Pierce for a while. That was pretty sweet. Um, and just listening to him call those turkeys is always fun. Yep. He's like your old uncle or grandfather. Yeah. As you're sitting there next to him in the turkey woods, and he's just talking about turkeys. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Man. I think, I honestly think, if he wanted to, he could probably go a little further, the further with his, like calling as far as like competing, but I also think, <sighs> I'm super biased when I say this, but I think he could probably charge people, to take them turkey hunting basically, and I I don't say that because he's a, a good turkey hunter. And, a, you know, of course, he's good at turkey hunting and, and calling. But I feel like I got a pretty damn good grasp on the wild turkey. But Pierce has a little better grasp. And Pierce pays attention, such good attention, to sounds and um behavior just things it's like talking to jake bush about scouting deer i mean that just little things that you don't think about and maybe you will think about that 10 years from now 20 years from now 100 hunts later whatever but man you got a dude that's you know almost i don't know how old he is i think he's around 30 he's damn near a decade younger than me
2: yeah he's 27 28
1: I think we've probably been hunting those birds about the same amount of time, but he's just, he's just on a different level, man. And it's, it's one of those things where if you get to Turkey hunt with that guy, I mean, I look forward to it. I'm very blessed to get to hunt with him each year. Now, um, that's something I look forward to, even if we don't kill a damn bird, you know, and that shit happens, but I'll be, Pretty damn honest, our numbers at opportunities are pretty good. If somebody mm. quit getting everything up, it's... that being me, <laughs> if I wouldn't, you know, miss or I, I forget, I don't think I've missed with him yet, but I have, uh, you know, just kind of squandered a couple of opportunities, just had some sketchy stuff going on. But anyways, back to you
2: or was it? Oh, <clears throat> yeah. So hunting with you guys was awesome. Great turkey season. And then after that, uh, the expo, like you had mentioned, uh, we all put on a lot of work for that, and I would definitely call it a success. Probably, like you said, Chris, one of the coolest experiences that you know I've been a part of. Um, and just over the years, kind of going to different shows, and I've I've worked a show or a couple shows at the NWTF before the the atmosphere was way different than any other show I had been to. So that was really neat to see. Um, got a real, a lot of really good feedback on it from everyone and yeah. it's really kind of what we were hoping it would be. So um, I won't talk about the other shows. We'll get into into future goals in a, in a bit, but we'll say more stuff about that. Um, so the expo was a huge success. And then I got to go on my first kind of, Western DIY hunt with you Chris, Matt, John. Yeah. That was a really cool experience. We didn't come back with anything. But, I mean, we saw animals. I squandered an opportunity <laughs> at a deer. Um, John squandered a couple opportunities at deer, yeah. but it was in my eyes it was a, a success.
1: I would agree with that still. I I know I was kind of a cranky little bitch over the heat. <laughs> Um, and that'll, that'll probably never, I could lose 40 pounds tomorrow and that's probably never going to change. I've never been a heat guy, but I will say this. I don't know if we'll ever see pressure like that ever, like anywhere. So there's, like, there's quite a bit. Like we felt so strongly that we were in them. You know, we're seeing mule deer bucks and Uh, white tail bucks on camera, and I'll be damned if we didn't have every single kind of pressure. Now, the more I listen to like Steve Rinella and these other people talk about mule deer, about how sensitive they are to even like cattle farming and any kind of human intrusion, I'm like, well, no shit. No wonder we didn't kill a mule deer. My God you know mm-hmm. but i i also feel like that last morning we started to kind of get into it a little
2: bit and yeah we like, finally oh. found a lot of mule deer sign
1: yeah like oh okay and and lo and behold where was the mule deer sign where the people were not mm-hmm. where <laughs> they were not going to be so do i think um do i think we could go back there and have success yeah i i, I do do i think that i would choose to go there again i mean with all the other places that we know about that are closer the better states with better opportunities and less people i i think probably i wouldn't go back there but i don't know
0: i mean you you bring up a good point with that there's an article that tony peterson just literally wrote basically like hey like you know Western trips are fun and all, but you can take those say, that same amount of money and look around you like directly three states and do two or three states and you wouldn't have any uh, his, his main point was like sometimes ten days isn't enough.
1: Oh God, a lot of times yeah. it's yeah. not enough yeah.
0: so, ten days isn't enough. and that's without you scouting, that's without you doing anything and you could go to a surrounding state and you could probably put in a little bit more time. Uh, because it's going to be a little bit closer to you. So, you know, listening to you guys, you know, go to Nebraska and, and go on that trip, like, it, it it sounds awesome. Like It sounds like it was a great trip in a lot of ways, and it has a lot of successful meaning to it. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, you know, you take that and you put that towards Indiana or West Virginia or Kentucky or Michigan, and and, and you know, you never know what you're going to end up with.
1: Definitely Michigan. That's a sleeper state. Yep,
0: <laughs> all those deer running around.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Do oh, you want to go kill those? A, a side <laughs> sidetrack on Michigan. So I was listening to, <clears throat> oh, I think it was the Fall podcast. Aaron Blasi, Blicy I'm not quite sure how to pronounce his last name. Um, but anyway, I was listening to the pod. I'm pretty sure it was his. I I listen to a lot, and I get them mixed up. But I'm pretty sure it was his. I can't remember who he had on as a guest. They were talking, um, and in their conversation, they were talking about uh, Michigan, like hunters um, shooting more more bucks than does. And he was rattling off some of the numbers um, from some of the counties in the state, and I I just it blew my mind because I think what they're they're allowed like quite a few does a 10 or something. I think a, something crazy. Mm-hmm. Definitely definitely way more than we're allowed in Ohio. And then they are allowed two bucks, but even with, so I don't know, it's like a five to one ratio or whatever, as far as bucks to dough. But in the counties, it was still two bucks to one dough, three bucks to one dough as far as harvest rates goes i'm like that's just insane like you can kill like five times the amount of does and it is not not reflected in the harvest results i'm like well no wonder that everyone says they have these little dinky deer yeah they have
1: i mean when you think about
2: a doe can eat as much
1: you know as a one two-year-old buck or whatever you're talking about a lot of food competition And, and in a state where food competition matters big time, you know, it's, it's barren up there right now. There's well, you nothing,
0: can't bait up nothing there.
1: Nothing. there. Huh?
0: You can't bait up there anymore either. If no, right.
1: no. Yeah. You know, I was talking to, uh, John from Ultimator yesterday on my way home. And he told me that they made it illegal. But you can buy bait everywhere. You can buy bags of corn, sugar beets, whatever, yep. at any gas station, basically. And he said he'll be hunting, you know, private, public, whatever. And then all of a sudden the deer are just after a certain time, which is generally like a, I think he, the way he might have put it was like a week before rifle. All the rifle hunters go out and throw their beets down and everything, and the deer are gone. But I wanted to counter that with, You should probably, you know, if you're on public, go out and scout because likely those deer are hitting that bait at night. I learned this. I mean, I know this, but I watched a Jeff Sturgis video and he said when he was in Michigan, he killed countless nice deer by scouting people, finding their bait piles, backtracking the deer. And he's hunting, you know, 500 yards, half mile, whatever, away from their bait pile, Mm -hmm. all those deer in daylight. (laughs) <laughs> so um you know something to think about but i agree man they've, they've got way too many does uh man we really rabbit hold on that but yeah um
0: so from nebraska
1: to, to michigan <laughs> but if if we were to do nebraska again i would only we'll, we'll put it this way i would only hunt where you and john did probably the further corner or something whatever where <laughs> all the browse clearly is where all the food yep clearly is because that's the one thing that I think that is tough about the West. What are you what are you gonna walk around the freaking prairie and find acorns? No. Like that your food is everywhere and it's browse. So Mm -hmm. you really, in my opinion, you gotta look for the best browse, which is going to be near water. And you need to look for water and then obviously habitat where they can bed. And I think you know, I got away from my game like a moron and kind of corn piled myself sitting over water tanks, and that cost me. I think had I either a gone down where you guys went or went to the other spot, probably going to come away. Somebody's going to come away with something. Like if we just pound those areas mm-hmm. where the deer clearly are, well, you're looking at a completely <laughs> different scenario yeah. because it's a little closer to what we're doing here at home. You can't go get, like as much as I thought, you're not going to go get in a cedar tree or in those pines or whatever and sit. It's not happening. So you're screwed. Yeah. (laughs) Anywho.
0: Yeah. What are some of the other uh, uh, highlights of your year, Josh?
2: Uh, I'll make the rest quick since I keep rabbit on us. (laughs) Uh, So piggybacking off of Chris is like, developing my scouting skills um this year just trying to go out scout and learn helped in kentucky right i took my first first public deer in general in any state and i took my first kentucky buck this year on my second sit. so the scouting and all that definitely helped and paid off and i was able to get or end my season pretty early so that was that was a huge highlight um and it was it was a good book. I want to say it's. Very good book.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, I want to say it's my third. Sorry, I'm looking. At, yeah, it's my third largest. Yep. Well over Pope and Young. Uh-huh. Shining with a bow on public.
1: What? Second sit? Uh, second
2: set in the morning.
1: Yeah, like, and, and I want to hit on the fact that you did a very unorthodox thing that. I think is probably important. I mean, really, you kind of got me out of my own box because I'm a very big, (laughs) you're wasting your life in the morning, early season. And when when you told me you were going, I'm like, Jesus Christ, here we go. And then when you, when you talked about your reasoning, I was like, Oh shit. That's some, uh, some pretty solid outside-the-box stuff there, man. Uh, okay. Then you killed the deer, and I was like, ah! God. <laughs> so that was, that was slick.
2: Yeah, I think in those heavy-pressured areas, you kind of have to think outside-the-box at times. I it was just... We went to Nebraska, so I didn't get to hunt opening weekend. By the time we came back, there was a ton of pressure you could just there was beat down walking paths around there i went hunting one evening close to where i bumped the buck scouting out of its bed didn't see anything next opportunity i had to hunt was on a thursday which i was kind of stoked about because i figured okay it's probably far enough past the weekend to where it gives them a couple days without being pressured and i was like well most people don't hunt in the morning early season. I know all these guys are going in the evening. I'm like, okay, so what's what's the least pressured time? Thursday morning. I'm like, okay, I can still play the wind, get up in their bedding. There was a chance I would bump them, but I was in an area they felt pretty comfortable in, and worked out. I was in the tree like half an hour.
1: So crazy.
2: Yeah. Yep. So I would say those are my highlights from from oh, the year. No. How about
1: becoming a father?
2: Yeah, oh, yes. <laughs> that is the number one.
1: It, that's my number one that I got to say that to you. Because now <laughs> I'm I'm going to send this to Madison if you don't do it. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Carlo yes. and Johnny's, Josh. Carlo and Johnny's.
2: <laughs> I became a father this year. That was probably my number one lifetime goal all i've ever wanted
1: hell yeah
0: it's awesome man pickles oh man um so highlights of my year uh turkey hunting with you guys uh opening day that was that was a blast um thought we were going to close the deal for bruce that opening that right at the end of opening day um that that was uh, gut punch and the more i think about it, it well one he got air and gun work which is a good thing after, after that hunt but Seriously. the more the more i i think about it in a lot of ways i wish i would have given him my gun to sneak up on that bird um man I, that that was that was that was a tough one uh but then going back i want to say i went back later that that week i killed a bird I went back two weeks later with you um, and had uh, first time, you know, well, no, uh, opening day was when I heard the spitting and drumming in front of me. It was that it was that bird. uh, And then um, that whole that whole scene where you and I went there and I'm sneaking up over the hill and I see the turkey's head, and I'm getting my gun up, walking, and then I hear, boom.
1: <laughs> and then,
0: yeah, then a, bu- a bunch of BB, TSS BBs hitting trees, and then run up and see you, and I'm like, did you get the bird? And then we went over, and that thing is just stone dead. Um, and and for, for it to be a double-bearded long beard was just, that was so cool. Oh,
1: dude
0: such such an awesome experience uh to be able to go and do that with you. Um that that was that was a hell of a lot of fun.
1: Thing had like 17 and a half inches of beard. Yeah. I wish I was in some sort of turkey contest like that's <laughs> it's kind of a tough bird to beat.
0: Yeah. That yeah. Was a good one. Oh yeah, and uh uh the be- I mean one of the <clears throat> you know better parts of all that is, is seeing all the trail cam footage after the season to see all the birds that he still has there you know normally you go there and you get three birds taken off a property you're kind of like uh, what's gonna happen and it's like oh there's still like a massive amount of birds here so that that was that was uh you know good to see um then then what else i uh oh i went to mexico um caught my first uh um Cubera snapper uh which was so much fun. Is um, that a
1: gray snapper?
0: No, this is so it, it's um, a Kubera is, is a red one. It's not an American red snapper. This one has um, it's, uh, teeth uh, like, like big, big sharp teeth. I'm, I'm pretty sure they're called dog tooth snappers. Okay. They, okay. But, but, but they get like massive, like they, they can grow, um, you know, something up to, you know, close to a hundred pounds. Um, and the one I caught was, you know, 20 pounds, but it was, it was, it was so cool because, um, my dad and I would get up every morning, we would go fishing. Um, and you know, you go down there, all the locals are there and that kind of stuff. And, and it, it was, it was a good time. Like I'd go, I, I'd throw lures for, you know, a few hours with my dad. And then I'd go back and I'd have fun with my family. But, um, that, <clears throat> that fish especially was was really um it was it was really a bucket list fish it's it's something that i i wanted to catch um every time i've been down there every time like you got to throw up in the rocks you're like you're going to lose baits and um to make to make that one work was awesome and then being able to go out um and drive a boat on, on the pacific ocean uh to have the captain just like hand me the and yeah. Like, hey, you know what? Uh, keep us off the rocks. Um, pretty awesome, you know that that was that was a pretty cool experience too. Fast forward uh, to the fall, um, you know, scouting and then getting my Ohio buck tag punched, which has been a, a monkey on my back mm-hmm. for so long. Um, archery buck, I should say, Ohio archery, yeah, buck, and having it go smoothly. Uh, and being able to share that with my cousin, Tony, who's, uh, who just picked up hunting in the past couple of years and my dad and, uh, you know, doing something different than what we would normally do and going up, uh, to where we hunt a little bit earlier in the year and, uh, you know, to try to chase a larger buck did not the larger buck didn't show that's okay. We know they're still up there. We have trail cam pictures of them. So that, that's uh, something to figure out at the start of next year. Uh, yeah and and scouting and things of that nature. Oh
1: yeah. I'm well, going
0: to that- interrupt
1: you really quick. Yeah, cuz I forgot something and now that I'm thinking of it I'm like man, how did I leave this out? getting my garage cleaned out. Yeah. <laughs> getting the sort of like meat shop and everything put together in there. Uh Getting to spend that time doing that with Bob and Matt and then getting to clean deer with uh, me, you and Mike did Mm -hmm. yours and then, or well, we just kind of got it hung up and skinned and then me, you, your mom and dad did that later on. I mean, dude, that's going to be a fun-ass place to be. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and we're only going to add to it this year. We're, we're going to get us a little mini fridge out there so we can just have all the beer, liquor, whatever, whatever we need, uh, cooled and ready to go. So I'll be pretty slick, but yeah, that's another one. I mean, anyway,
0: that, that, that was a huge, that was a huge piece because you saved yeah. me a massive amount of time that day. Cause I was going to the Bengals game, um, after I shot that deer,
1: which game was that?
0: That was the Falcons game.
1: Oh, Wow. I
0: I literally got to my seat as Tyler Boyd was catching the touchdown yep. to throw, Joe Burrow.
1: That's uh, yeah, that was like some, yeah, I don't voice it like that. We beat them. It, we beat yeah. we beat them heartily.
0: Yes, we did. Yes, <laughs> we did. Um, so so is that, and then um, the expo. Um just the success with that and seeing where that is and where it's going and how, how big that is, Um, you know, meeting people that you like or having people kind of come up to you and just uh, know who you are without knowing, you know, without ever having met them Uh, having people from other States come up and say they listen to the podcast. They know, uh who we are based off that kind of stuff and talk and shop with them. I mean it was it was really cool. And then uh you know, this the the rest of the fall, just kind of uh thinking through things, passing a buck, uh, you know, during rifle season in Kentucky, which Never happens. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh but you know pat pat passing a buck and and allowing allowing myself to you know not um not not give in to the kind of the meat temptation uh there. The mm-hmm. you know, that's a really odd way of wording that.
1: What <laughs> uh, <laughs> wasn't gonna say shit.
0: No, it was,
1: it was like I knew it was too- <laughs> I'm
0: like, oh, that's 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 not good. No, that when you
1: say something like that, and immediately you're like, oh shit! <laughs> I hope nobody else, yeah, is- no. they were listening.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that reminds me. Who was was it? The Justin Fields post game interview.
1: <laughs> the three hundred guy come
0: on my back, and he's like, whoa! whoa. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! Can <God. laughs> Sue tackling him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's so- Oh my That's god. That's <laughs> Um so so I like success-wise I mean also you know listenership in the podcast going up uh, you know having having awesome sponsors in Huntworth and Afflictor um I I can't you know I think those are those are two huge things uh, yeah. that when we started when, yeah when we started this I mean you know, I did not picture, you know, that, that type of support from two awesome companies and for them to be so cool and so chill about stuff and, 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 and being, you know, very supportive of, of what we're trying to do.
1: Yep, I agree. Uh,
0: I, I would say the other positive that I have is, uh, you know, I, I end every podcast with saying, get somebody out in the outdoors, a bit, a bit, a bi, a a big, um, positive for me was my cousin getting his first deer, and, 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 and being able to introduce him, you know, to the world of hunting and for him to go out on his own, um, and hike three miles almost and shoot a deer, you know, that, that, that's huge. And, uh, what's even better is he got to learn the, uh, reason why you pack your meat out in a backpack versus dragging a deer three miles. (laughs) It or why you use gear car, you know, a number, a number of different things. So uh, all positives. Um, yeah. If you're looking for an affordable technical gear style clothing that performs well, that cuts weight from your clothing, but not from your wallet, check out Huntworth. Whether you're hunting early season in Nebraska, mid season in Ohio, or late season in Iowa, Huntworth has a system to keep you comfortable and focused on your hunt. With early season fast approaching, we highly recommend checking out the Durham Lightweight Hunting Pants and the Midweight Shelton Hoodie. These items paired with an appropriate base layer will perform at a high level in multiple early season conditions in fishing and hunting. So we've been on the search for a new broadhead this year and after doing some research and kind of looking around, we found this company called Afflictor Broadheads. We got our hands on some of the heads this summer to test out. And guys, I got to tell you, I believe that this head will be in our quiver this fall. Each and every broadhead is hand assembled in their Texas facility by people who truly care about your experience. This year, I'll be shooting the K2 Mini and the K2 Hybrid. And I got to tell you, I'm absolutely loving them. They fly great. They're extremely durable. And the penetration is just Deadly. I can't express it enough. I also love the practice pin feature these guys came out with. So far, I'm really, really impressed. To learn more for yourself, check them out at AfflicterBroadheads.com. You know, I, I I don't I don't want to like uh, you know bring it down or anything, but I do. I would be remiss if if we didn't kind of uh, look at things that we feel we we could have done better or like what what the like the like the yin to the yang a little bit here you know what what are some things that you guys uh think back to <laughs> and like not what ifs but more along the lines of what are things that you see that like you plan on improving on next year that you wanted to do this year or you look back and you're like ah damn it I wish I would have done that differently.
1: I'm gonna let Josh
2: go first. Um. Let's see. I guess from a hunting standpoint, my turkey season was a success. Um, so as far as that goes, I wanna I wanna hit. I I would put more time in Kentucky. I guess because um, I didn't kill a bird in Kentucky. Um, from a standpoint of whitetail i kind of shorted myself in ohio putting all of my eggs in one basket um because i wasn't anticipating my son being born during prime time rut (laughs) first week so um probably scouting more in ohio giving myself more options and, and Kentucky as well. I know I killed early in Kentucky, but um, just with the amount of pressure that was there last year, I need to spread myself out a, a little bit more and get some more options <clears throat> so, I can, so I can bounce around more. Mm-hmm. Um, from a content standpoint, being more consistent with our content as far as editing and releasing videos, especially and stuff like that.
0: Okay, Chris.
1: I I'm struggling because this is the last weekend of the Indiana season and I pretty well called it that miss is going to haunt me all damn year. So there's a pretty likely scenario where you see me scout really hard in Indiana, and make sure that I do not miss uh, when I go there. Opening weekend, October one, whenever that's going to be. Um, honestly, other than working on my shooting, you know, in the moment, we'll call it. Um, probably going to scout a lot harder. It's it's so weird to me. Because every year I'm like, man, I did all this stuff. I don't think I can fit anything (laughs) else. And now I'm like, I'm going to scout way more. Um,
2: Last year. Just just so you're aware, we have the same thoughts for you as well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, last
1: year with us still building the expo and all the sort of ADD things that went on because, you know, we're learning and we're building and now I feel like we're so experienced with that now and we have things a lot more streamlined and better organized. We have better planning right out of the gate. I feel like I'm actually going to have more time even though we're doing two way bigger shows. Um, I'm not going to have all the time in the world but I'll have you know a day a weekend to go scout for the most part um the other cool part is my kids are getting a little older so I can take them out here and there as well which is going to make it easier on me you know with Cade being a little little bigger a little hardier I'm going to put his little ass in a backpack carrier and he's going to spend all day with daddy out in the mountains or, you know, wherever the hell I decide to go. So, won't be doing any kind of water access stuff, but, you know, we'll have plenty of backup plans. Um As far as goals, you know, getting better, I'm going to scout. I'm going to scout my ass off this year. Um I also have the same goal as you to really bust ass with content this year. I really Kind of dropped the ball on that this year, but was also, you know, kind of bouncing around and doing a lot of stuff. Um, as well as, you know, I was talking to a couple people the other day, and, you know, when my when my docking station and mouse and everything mysteriously, like, vanished, I was kind of at a disadvantage. Trying to edit something on the computer with just your little touchpad is about the least amount of fun as you can have. Without getting weird. Um, so, <laughs> without getting Justin Fieldsy. So, um, I, I would say, you know, goals for this year obviously to absolutely show out with the expo, both of them. Um, but I would like to kill, I'd like to kill a, mature buck in West Virginia, Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana, Missouri, and one other state. And it would kind of be cool if that could total like a thousand inches of antler, but I know antlers and inches and all that is kind of, you know, that shit can go, hey, I mean, you could have a deer break an antler off. You can, There's so much can happen. Like with my deer this year that I killed in Ohio, like it was a older, mature buck, but he's 131 and, you know, whatever, uh, eighths. So you're not going to get to 1,000 inches of antler that way. But also, in my head, you named five states, right? I can't remember. I think I named seven. Ohio, Indiana. Kentucky, Kentucky. West Virginia. West Virginia. Missouri. Um, Missouri. And other? Okay. Missouri. You said seven and states, then, and one uh, other, so uh, six. I thought you, I thought you said
0: five states, and I'm like, that's two, like that's a like yeah. 200 inch deer
1: in every yeah. state. Uh, so I'll yeah, say, audience, me I'll wrong. say this: seven states, seven that's, states, that's, like yeah. seven states. That's pretty realistic. I think you got to average in the like 30s or 40s. One thirty-five. One forty-two point eight five
2: yeah. inches.
1: Yeah. I mean, and that's keeping in mind that, you know, you could kill a deer that's, you know, 160, 70, 80, and then, you know, only have to kill some in the 20s with there And again, I think that would be cool to say you killed a thousand inches of antler in a year. If I could put seven nice bucks down, I'd be jacked. And I think it's doable, but you also have to have pretty good strokes of luck. I think with what I know now about scouting, you also can't be a dumb shit and miss a deer, you know, because, I mean, you look at that miss. When you really boil it down, I mean, this is going to be disgusting to hear. I spent $480 on tags alone for Indiana. Now chalk up a tank of gas in my truck per trip. And I think I have seven, I think I have like seven or eight sits in Indiana, oh. plus two trips to truck scout. So
0: you got close to, you got
1: over a thousand freaking yeah. dollars, basically in, into a, into, a, uh, into a missed deer. When I could have showed up, I could have, so I went there and I truck scouted and then went there the next day, you know, blind and missed a damn deer. You know, see nine deer, five bucks, two shooters, and missed the damn deer. That's at 21 yards. You did everything else right, and you missed that deer, and now cost you a shitload of money. A bunch of time, you know, think about what I could accomplish with content, or the expo, or just family time, or whatever, by not, go, you know, chores around the house, by not going to Indiana, the other you know six seven eight times whatever it was so you can't be a screw-up you've got it you know it's i really equate it to you know like an nfl quarterback or something like you can't miss throws you can't drop balls you have to make your shot you don't get those opportunities all the time so but anyway I, that's one of my goals it's a lofty goal if i fall short and kill five bucks <clears throat> hell <laughs> You know, it's still
0: uh, a pretty good year I'd yeah, say. I mm-hmm. mean, 3
1: bucks is a great year. So even if I fall short at that, you know, um I, my the is going to have to be a pretty big deer though. Um probably won't even probably will not find me shooting just a mature deer in Ohio. Um but other than that, uh I would really really like to see Um, my son get out in the woods a bunch, Colleen and, uh, well, one of my goals is also to kind of change somebody's life. So with all this expo shit and everything, like it would be cool to have that change somebody's life in some way, which I know that that's going to happen. But anywho, how about you guys? What are your goals, aspirations, dreams?
0: Uh I mean I mean so so goal wise, I mean so what I was I, w- I would start for myself with things that I, I wish I would have done better uh over the past years. One is scouting. I could have done a little bit more in terms of scouting. I would re- I would look at maps, I would e scout. Um I did not get out in public land hunt, uh, but I think once this year, and that was in Ohio. I really wish I would have gotten out and done it more in Kentucky. Uh, i'll be real honest after i uh, <clears throat> put that bad hit on that dough this uh, on opening day um really um, put a sour taste in my mouth um got got in my own head and, and everything like that uh but what it did force me to do was to go back shoot more shoot better and really slow down and, and i will say this with With when I shot that doe, uh, same as I said on the podcast after I shot it, I was completely calm. I took just a god awful shot, and that comes from lack of experience in shooting in those situations and just not knowing what I didn't know. And that's on me that that that's completely on me. so i I wish I would have gotten out a little bit more during that uh, that time. I wish I would have gotten out a little bit more um in the spring fishing i did not get to do that hardly at all uh that was due to honestly spending more time turkey hunting than on the the water uh so that 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 is that is kind of the trade-off but but goal-wise uh for me is i would like to shoot uh i would like to shoot a pope and young or just mature deer in Ohio or Kentucky next year. Um Bad I, 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 I would I would like to do that. Uh, with any weapon or with, with any weapon. Okay. I am not like you're not gonna hear me piss and moan about shooting it with a rifle or a bow or a slug gun. I really don't give a shit at this point. Um and, and I and I know like it, like don't get me wrong, like shooting that buck with my bow was like, you know, tricky. Oh sure. It always feels cool. Um but you know I, I I would really like to shoot a nice buck um, this year, whether it is in Ohio or Kentucky. And that takes getting out a little bit more and scouting in the spring and scouting through the summer um, some more and and just kind of thinking through some things differently from where I'm at. Another goal, uh, despite what I really want to do, which is avoid it completely, uh, I'm going to have a saddle at least once. Um, I have, you heard it here first folks. (laughs) I don't want to do this, but I'm going to, um,
1: because,
0: because, um, it's, because it's important that I do this and that I give it a fair shake. Sure. Um, this isn't like, uh, my wife makes fun of me all the time for this is where, like she'll have something to eat, like candy or something. And I'm like, that shit's gross. And she was like, when's the last time you tried it? I'm like, when I was 10. Um, and then like you try it and it's like, oh, this is still horrifically gross. Or it's, oh, this actually isn't that bad. Yeah. Um, I think I think of uh, saddle hunting is probably going to be like one of those things for me. And I, I've sat in them. Um, I'm going to try it. I, I, I'm going to give it the old college try. I'm going to give it a fair shake. Um I, I think that the, those are our big goals. One one big goal that I hope to do content wise for us is and and, and I, I'm kind of pissed that <clears throat> we didn't get to do it a little bit more at the expo, but um, operationally, we were uh, figuring a lot of stuff out is yeah. I would like to do and sit down a lot more with vendors. But what I would also do is, I would like to create more conservation minded content um, to put out there. Uh, I gave a speech at the expo surrounding that completely. And there's a lot of programs out there that people just don't know about or that you can write to your congressperson about. And there, there, it's, it's very simple things like that that we don't think about. Um, you know, the Recovering America's Wildlife Act didn't get passed in the spending bill um, because someone wanted to cut out and it's the Senator from my state. And guess who's not happy about that? Me. Uh, same with the CWD bill. Guess who's hang? who guess who's uh, not letting it get through my Senator. Um, it, you know, the, it, it's, it's those type of things where um, you know, sometimes squeaky wheel gets the grease. And I feel like if, if, if I put content or we put content out there a little bit more and work with certainly companies or groups that, that promote that kind of stuff. That that's my hope is that, is that we can kind of make a little bit of a difference because uh, it, it, you know, I, I enjoy the outdoors, you know, as much as anybody, but what I hope for is for this stuff to be around when my kids get older, Um, you know, there, there's there's plenty of times where, <clears throat> you know, you'll see briefs about them trying to solve part of Daniel Boone National Forest and groups come in and they, you know, fight it. And, you know, that that's something I want my kid to be able to go to uh, at, at some point. I enjoyed it a lot during college. Did I hunt it? No. But did I go rock climbing and hiking in it a lot? Yes, I did. And areas that I know that I loved were on the chopping block. And I don't feel like that's right. So that 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 that's a big piece that I hope, um, goal-wise, uh, moving forward, uh, that we that I'm able to, you know, kind of put out there, or that we put out there as a group, and just be consistent with it. I guess I guess that that's, that, that that's the larger piece.
2: Those good goals. <clears throat> I have a brief interjection here. I just saw some news that might make Rick happy. that Barbara so, Walters? No. <laughs> he she
0: literally just died. Just oh. What? <laughs> Barbara Walters died. Oh, oh
1: wow. damn. She was Why like are naked. you happy about that?
0: I'm not happy about that. Seriously, <laughs> Rick? I-, I thought you were being macabre about it, Josh.
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> Kentucky Fish and Wildlife just came out with proposed regs, reg amendments. For one of them, for elk hunting seasons, is create a loyalty redraw to reward longtime applicants who have never been drawn for an elk permit.
0: So they finally put it. In, they finally put it in the proposed regs. Yes,
2: good. <laughs> then it goes on to say, fewer than seventy-five people who have applied for Kentucky elk hunt drawing every year since its inception still haven't been drawn. Rick is one of those. Me. <laughs> <Hey. laughs> you know that
0: i was i was gonna joke about one of my goals this year was to shoot an elk or just just to get drawn through the kentucky elk lottery and everything else could go to shit for the year like if i got drawn for that 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 would be like I'd I'd give up my Ohio deer camp. I would give up um, rifle season. I would just, I would go balls to the wall and go for that. Because I think you only get five days to kill a bull elk with a rifle in Kentucky. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Or longer. Yep. So there you go. They may do a loyalty redraw.
0: Fantastic. Here's to me getting
1: a tag. (laughs)
2: Uh, Chris, goals for next year? Well, I I think
1: I just said those. (laughs) Did you say all of
0: them? No, it's your turn, Josh. Yeah, it's your turn. turn.
1: (laughs) Pay attention, Josh. You kids in those ADHDs, it's all them damn monsters you drink. (laughs) Drinking all that you're always banging, drinking them bangs.
2: Black cherry vanilla bang. Gross. I can't believe Zach Rob had an entire fridge of those. I was
1: was literally grossed out by that. It takes a lot to
2: gross me out. I did have one today. So,
1: you drink energy
2: drinks, Doctor? Not often, but I had one today. (laughs) <laughs> what in the... you give
1: people <laughs> medical advice
2: sometimes i i i don't,
1: I, myself, I don't give them costing. nutrition
2: i don't give them nutritional advice i reckon all right let's hear your goals <laughs> banger okay so goals uh we'll start with hunting i would like to <clears throat> up my Turkey harvest from one long beard to at least two. I'd like to shoot for three. Um, Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana are what I'll have tags for. So those are three states I'd like to tag out in. And then uh, deer hunting, since I already have my tags for those three states, I'll have white tail tags for those three states. So I would like to harvest in all three, but I will settle for two. Because I've never killed two bucks in one year. I should have done it this year, but I squandered my opportunity. Um, so hunting it's not over. You still have
1: like it. Twenty twenty two is over, but you still have over a month of season here.
2: That's true. It could still happen.
1: He's just like, guys. Let me tell you about my gritty friend. He's just gonna quit. It's over. It's done. Damn, Despite
0: man! Despite the twenty-eight days that I still have left in the season,
2: I still have time to get it done in Ohio. So, with gun, in fact. Yeah, well, gun. I do. I won't be. I. I mean, I'll only get maybe two days with a gun. We'll see. Mm. I have to get a. Ba- I have to get a babysitter for opening day of Muzz. <laughs> it's called a grandparent. Yeah, I know. It's not like my parents don't fight over watching them. So, oh there you I'll,
1: go. I'll talk to your mom and see if she can do it.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So, yeah. So next year, mul- mul- <laughs> multiple long beards and <laughs> at least two bucks. I'd like at least. I would really like three bucks, uh, potentially four. I would like to. Want to see how much vacation time I have left? But I would like to go to like Missouri or another state. Yes.
1: I'm gonna piss in your Cheerios real quick. You might not know this. Maybe you do. When you hunt Indiana, you get a turkey license. It's literally not good for anything else. Not even a squirrel. You get a turkey license. And then once turkey season's over, it's like you've bought nothing in Indiana.
2: What? So you don't you don't get you don't buy a hunting license and no. then buy oh no.
1: geez. it's Ter- it's great for them. They nickel and dime you. Oh, dude! I've never seen a state nickel like, and dime the shit out of carry- you like that.
2: Hey, you want to
0: bring a carry on? Hey, you want to bring a check bag? Guess what? That's fifty bucks a piece.
1: Oh, dude. Oh, yes, you want? Dude. That's another thing. They hit you. They hit you for each weapon you want to use in deer season. They hit you for each species. I mean,
2: it's crazy. Uh, uh, I I kind of like that because. Not well, everyone yeah. is going to spend the money to do that.
1: It's like going to Disney World versus King's Island. You get rid of some of the people, we'll call it.
2: Yeah. Um, outside of hunting and killing animals, um, as far as the expo, right? Work hard for both shows and try to make both of them as big as of a success as we can. Yeah, right. Get more companies there, more diversity as far as the companies that still are very applicable to what we do, and then just continue to grow it.
1: Yep, agreed. I'll be excited to see Rick in a saddle. I think, <laughs> I think if you give it, I'll give it a fair shake, man. I, will. I think if you give it a fair shake, which I will say, I don't think you could hunt out of a saddle three times and call it a fair shake. If I'm being real that would be like uh saying i'm giving deer hunting a fair shake and you go out once and well i didn't kill shit i don't like that you know what i mean like yeah yeah like literally anything and you could equate this to any hobby you're going to need to get a system down cuz things are a little backwards um and it's just different but the cool part is you have us and the expo and a bunch of other people to you get to start off way the hell ahead of where I did exactly um, so you you'll be fine but you'll wait till the first time a buck looks right through you and then continues living its life <clears throat> just walks on by at 12 yards and you're like oh shit <laughs> well got anything else boys um
0: yeah i do uh for josh <laughs> and, and and uh th- th- this is more along the lines of your son is how old now
2: he is let's see today's friday he is 8 weeks and 2 days
0: 8 weeks 2 days okay so 2 months old um 2 months 2 days uh so when april 15th rolls around how old will your son be
2: april 15th oh god let's see december january february march april he'll be um just over five months old perfect
0: so i'm I'm gonna say this now okay that is opening day of turkey season okay (laughs) do not plan on it going smoothly at all for you opening day or opening week have a secondary plan and plan on sleeping in the field because that would be the best sleep that you get for the next year and a half of your life.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I've been pretty fortunate. I'm gonna knock on wood right now because it could change. Oh, it will. I can't stand you. <laughs> he 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 had he had a six hour stint last night.
1: What the hell? Are you serious?
2: Whatever. I'm dead serious. I'm,
1: I'm looking for a new partner. <laughs> this is bullshit.
2: <laughs> so, so Madison says I'm heading down a slippery slope because he he sleeps better in our bed. Yeah, like if he gets fussy, like it's a lot <laughs> easier to calm him down and he'll go right back to sleep. Like yep. I thought he was going to get up at like one thirty, put his pacifier back in, just kind of laid my hand on him, and he was out again. Didn't wake up till like three thirty, and I'm like, holy shit! Like that so was I will, sleep.
1: I will say with Colleen because of just everything going on we were not super diligent with the sleep training with her we gave in and would let her sleep with us in bed because she calmed down bro that was so hard to break and it was I, head had, on.
2: Um, I had I had that there. thought earlier today and I'm like man it's going to be hard
1: yeah like with Cora we were first time parents so you know we of course when she slept more than X, Y, Z, we we're like, "Oh shit, is she alive? Go in there and check on her." You know, everybody's going to do that. You're never going to not do that. Mm-hmm. Right now, like, ah, we'll make another one or you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but um, with Colleen, that was that was a tough break, literally. And when we had Cade. We were very diligent. I think it was like five months or something, boom, in, in your bed. And yep. that's how it was And Honestly, for yeah. a little while, he slept like a champ in his bed. And he still – I mean, he still does good. Um, you know, it's not anywhere near what it used to be. But, man. Sleep just,
0: the in the ass.
1: The sleep, yeah, that. Like, we've been going through that because <clears throat> Eric has been home. We all got sick. I'm sure everybody can hear me coughing my ass off in the background. Um, we got sick. And after we got sick, dude started waking up, you know, at weird ass times in the night and um, gets super weird and freaks himself out and throws temper tantrums in his bed. And it's like 2 a.m. and he's tossing the shit out of his bed, you know, no, no pass fire, no blanket, no pillow. And he's standing there just, on the freaking side of the bed, like come and get me. <laughs> like, want one day when I just sleep for seven or eight hours a night consistently, like all the way through. I'm probably gonna be like the heavyweight champion of the world. <laughs> Until then, I'm gonna look like a drug addict who's <laughs> trying to get his fix. <laughs> it gets freaking weird around here with sleep.
2: Um, I'll I'll be. I f- I have a feeling he's going to have another extended period of sleep tonight. My mother watching him the day, and that little guy basically goes to school when my mom is here. God, when he's if he's awake, she is like working with him. He's got he's got flashcards on the floor over here, like going over things. <laughs> yeah. She talks oh, to him crap. constantly. Hey. She read a she read a ba- baby. Uh, what is it? There's a, a neuro neurobiology baby. for babies or something, or neurology for babies that she was reading them today.
1: Those a- neuro pathways, man, they're important. You could set yourself up for <laughs> success in the first year of life. I think I want to say Erica was telling me. You could do more harm in the first like six months to a year of life than you could in the next 20 or something. Yep. It's insane mm-hmm. uh, with
2: how yeah. all that development is. Yeah, but, I mean, We, we talk to them constantly. That's yeah. We can, you can see them like becoming more aware. And, like, to yeah. We, you can, it's just cool watching them grow developmentally. Like the past three days I've gotten like, Smiles when I come when I come home consistently, which is pretty cool.
1: Dude, it's so weird having two daughters. I was carrying on full conversations with them both by like 15 months, 18 months tops, like saying pretty solid words and all that. Dude, Cade's gonna be twenty-four and not talking still. Like, I don't know if he's just the strong silent type or what. And you can see it. He gets so pissed off because all he wants to do is communicate. But I just don't think it's just not Not clicking yet. yet. Certain things are, and it's funny. You probably got to see this a little bit, but you'll really, like, it's just you could read all you want about it, and until you watch it, and you've got to see this with my kids a little bit with like speech improvement and all that. But um, when one little man starts sleeping a bunch and eating, you know, he's like one or two or whatever, and he's just sleeping and eating his ass off. And then all of a sudden he's like got a full vocabulary, you know, got free, He's He's walking or, you know, he just he's like. Okay, growth spurt over. We do these things now. <laughs> this week is the week. It's crazy. Kate has new words almost daily now, but it's just super. It's crazy, man. Colleen, I mean, we could we could talk to her so early, and even when she couldn't talk back really well, she knew. Mm-hmm. Although she she is a tricky one, man. Cora listened well. Colleen walk right in the middle of traffic and you could scream all you want, you know, whatever. She just you never existed. She just goes, When Cade's screaming his head off, you'd if you looked at Colleen, you'd never know that. So, you know, Cora's in tears. We we did the Christmas nights and lights no. down at coney. And Cade screamed most of the time. And Cora was literally crying once we were back here, and Cade was asleep. She was still crying. It like messed with her that bad, which I'll be perfectly honest. I probably only don't cry because I'm an adult, an adult, like it's tough. Colleen never knew, (laughs) never knew anybody was unhappy. Didn't care. She just, I don't know. She's either going to be a serial killer or like (laughs) a scientist that, cures cancer and convinces the government to let us cure it.
0: Fair enough.
1: Well, anything else, gentlemen?
0: Um, Concluder-wise, if you got the ability the next year, actually make it your goal in the next year to get somebody out in the woods or on the water and introducing them to something new. And uh, happy new year, folks. Uh, as, as you're hearing this, like I said, happy new year. and um, you know, I really, 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 really hope by the time this comes out, the Bengals have clinched <laughs> the AFC North.
2: Go Denver!
1: Go Denver! <laughs> that goofy-looking little motherfreaker that walks off the field like he's Tracy Morgan or something. He just the way that dude walks off the field and everything i seen a video about it the other day. It was hilarious. How about you, Josh?
2: Um, um, this is the first time I'm a Steelers fan this weekend. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. The Ravens. They play the Ravens.
1: Oh. Yes. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. Uh, I really don't – yeah, I'm not rooting for the Steelers or the Ravens Uh, because, to me, the Ravens – like, there's no scenario – to me where that game actually matters unless we shit the bed against the Ravens, which I'm sorry, but we will beat the shit out of that team. No question. That I'm not worried about. We need Denver to beat Kansas City, and that's That's the only person we need to root for other than our own team. You beat the Bills, then you go in and you beat the damn Ravens. You take the number one seed, and then you go sit on your ass for a week and let our poor decimated mother freaking team go go get some rest so
2: um but anyways concluder sir um yeah so like rick said happy new year to everyone kind of just like we did in this podcast take this time to reflect back on the year think of you know wins Um, think of, you know, losses, you know, what you want to do to improve upon next year. And then, and then, you know, take, take next year to really hit it hard and and get after your goals.
1: Amen to that. Um, I will, I I got kind of a two-parter here. Um, if you're in a tree, stay connected. And if you're on the water, wear your damn life jacket, uh, especially right now you fall in the water, you're not as tough as you think that water can, ruin a lot of lives. Um, but uh, I'll get a little philosophical. Um, had a conversation. I can't exactly remember if both of you were there. I feel like you were, though. And it was with Matt. It's probably one of the more meaningful conversations I've ever had. And it really, I I was talking to my little brother the other day and kind of hit him with the same thing where, you know kind of coming out of the same cloth, if you will. And uh, I saw the same thing that some other people saw in me and him and had the talk, and I've really been thinking about it. So essentially, if you find yourself dreaming about something that you really want to do, stop dreaming and take a second and write down steps to get to where you need to be to reach whatever goal, dream that is, don't talk about it. And instead just do it. And if you need help, go get the help. If you need funding or whatever, don't don't talk about it and dream because dreaming, you know, dreaming is cool for the start. And if you keep dreaming, you're just gonna play a bunch of cool shit out in your head and never actually do anything. So, My advice would be that anybody listening here, if you have a dream, a lofty goal, even start taking steps, man, go out and do it. Uh, You know, we're not, we're not meat eater or anything like that, but we've come a long way. I I saw a a pretty cool meme the other day that uh, was a post-it note um, that said five years ago, you would kill to be where you are now. And I looked at that, and I really thought about it, and I was like, "Man, holy shit!" You know, we've got a clothing sponsor, a broadhead sponsor for our podcast. Who, like, we've got this trade show. With we've, we've made all these friends and established all these relationships with with all these people. And 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 this isn't about stuff, right? Like, cool. You know, you get some gear. Or, you know, whatever. That's cool. Um, and even money doesn't mean as much to me as it probably should but it's still cool to be able to say that you've made money or or got you know a sponsorship or whatever and if you would have asked me when I started this Facebook group that that's where we would be and we would be talking to Exodus trail cameras and you know all these broadhead and arrow companies and all, all these mobile hunting companies and Uh, you know, Huntworth and just all these different companies and have really strong relationships with them, I'd laugh at you. I'd have been like, yeah, okay, whatever. Whatever you say, brother. So, um, (laughs) you know, take the steps. Things are a lot more possible than you think. And I think, you know, I've learned a lot from you two and, and my buddy, Matt Amron. I think most people that are actually talented, simply just show up and do work. They're not actually talented in any way. They just keep going. And then all of a sudden you're like, Oh, look at, you know, Tom Brady, look at Aaron Snyder, look at all these people in our hunting industry or in sports or whatever it is that you follow. They just keep going and they keep showing up. And then before you know it, they passed a shitload of people up that didn't show up to do work. So that's my advice. Take us home, Pickles Ricklington. Well, this has been Fueled by the
0: Outdoors. We've been your host, Rick Cates and Chris Leopard, joined tonight by Josh Luck. Everybody have a happy new year and have a great start to year and on your goals. Talk to you guys later. Bye.
1: Happy new year. See ya.